the Eighth Circuit Network. We make things, put them in your brain. Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your other host, Peter, but this is not just any other ordinary episode of Funk Radio. This is, in fact, our 75th episode, which is kind of a big deal. if we do say it's so our quarter ourselves. it's our it's our quarter quell yes. for anyone who gets that is the 75th is that the diamond jubilee or is that something is that 50th uh the golden jubilee is 50th and diamond is 60th okay well this is uh, the platinum one <laughs> whatever it's double platinum double platinum with the music theme yes so we should probably introduce all these other voices that are in this talkie box. That's thing. true, listeners. Uh, if you're if you listen to us regu- regularly, uh, usually it's just Kyle and I. But we have uh, four guests with us today for our conversation. We can say their names. We could say their names. That's true. <laughs> Two people who have been with us before um, on the show. We have Gary. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and Moo. Yes, hi. Hi. <sighs> Uh, we have two new guests as well. We have Matt. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on with you? <laughs> that was way too normal, Matt. Are you serious right now? Look, I I understand that when you're trying to introduce people, it's nice to not have them make weird noises like you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll plenty of that before the episode is over. And uh, we also have my sister, Cassie. Hi. Hi. She's also a first-time guest, so Yay. this should be pretty fun. Since we got all those people together from all different walks of life, we thought it would be fun to talk about a more broad-ranging subject than just our normal funk and soul, because no one listens to that except us. That's kind of true. We thought of discussing this concept of genre expectations, basically this idea that a genre, however it comes about, has a specific set of of elements that defines it, and then oftentimes through experimentation or evolution of music, people within those genres take those rules and elements and break them to either form new genres, form cross genres, whatever. Or even just, like, for example, if an artist who's really country, for example, if they decide to say, you know what, I feel like making a rock album for for whatever reason. Um, Even if it's, you know, just a little bit of time of doing something else. Yeah. um, It's part of that as well. We thought it would be interesting to discuss how us as listeners react to these, I guess, amalgamations of different genres, squeaky chair, and do we do we generally enjoy when people from certain genres branch out, or do we hate it because it's not the tried and true what we're used to? Right. And this the concept of subgenres within a genre, because God knows there's a million of those. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's answering this kind of question of like the constantly changing and morphing of the music industry, and like how do we react to it? Right. So. so, I mean, I guess to start us off, can you guys think of any examples of, kind of like what I was saying a second ago, how you have an artist that you like that's in within one genre, say country or rock or whatever. I have an example. Who decided to either permanently or temporarily do some music within a different genre. And did you, you know, did you enjoy that? Did you think it was bad? I don't know. What do you, do you guys have any examples? I know Kyle does apparently. <laughs> the, one, the, the one that I just thought of as I was kind of describing this thing mm-hmm. I stumbled across this a couple weeks ago Billy Joe, the lead singer of Green Day right? Okay. and Nora Jones 
who is mostly known for sort of contemporary jazz, Mm -hmm. made a country album together Mm. and just recently released, I think, in November. Interesting. And I had no idea what to make of it. I was like, my worldview is completely shattered right now. (laughs) In a good way or a bad way? I don't even know. (laughs) And then I listened to it and I was like, this isn't terrible. I am impressed (laughs) that this is not god-awful. What a raving review. This isn't terrible, Kyle. In reality, it really was good, and I was really impressed how well they kind of assumed the country role. Mm. They both fit into it way better than I expected them to. But in researching, because I was curious, like, why would a guy from Green Day, which was like a sort of proto-new punk band from the 90s, make country? And apparently, punk bands going off and doing country, either permanently or just as a side project, is not uncommon at all. Really? Don't ask me why, because they all have an obsession with, like, Johnny Cash and Hank Williams and stuff. <laughs> so, that was kind of interesting. That's cool. Um, yeah, so that's my example. I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty others out there. Uh, has anyone heard Korn's CD that they teamed up with Skrillex? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh God, my ears. <laughs> I absolutely love Korn, and Skrillex is really good, but when they combined it, I appreciate music, but I think the biggest thing is the tempo that you expect when you go to different genres. But with dubstep, I expect fast tempo with like a drop. And with metal, there's this creepy atmosphere. But when they combined it, it sounded like you could put it on a serious commercial. <laughs> so you hated it. So it was terrible. Yeah. It basically was like if you put kittens and babies in a blender with a bunch of like nuts and bolts. That's the saddest that's... image ever. <laughs> You're gonna make me cry, man. But then you set the blender like a moderate tempo. <laughs> it's at a moderate tempo, so it sounds horrifying, but it's a constant horrifying, so it's not that bad. I like the idea of setting a blender at a moderate tempo. Like, I want this smoothie to be really fine, but slowly. <laughs> like puree or something. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> this so... kitten baby nuts and bolts smoothie. If Korn would have called the album Baby Kitten Bolts Nut Smoothie, that would have been funny. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been better, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's worse, Korn doing that or Korn doing a cover of Word Up by Cameo. Which was a funky song. Did any of you guys hear that that cover? Yeah, oh God, I've, I've heard that. It make it makes me sad. Well, let's talk about that. Why why does, does an example like that make you sad, Kyle? Because Word Up is a very quintessentially 80s sort of funk, proto, I don't even know, dance song, and mm-hmm. then you have it done by these white guys in dreadlocks, and it's just sad. <laughs> I think the idea of uh, white guys in dreadlocks itself is sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You just corn in general, I totally had like a corn infatuation like mid-high school, but then like... <laughs> Once I was exposed to other genres of music in college, I was just like, why did I like these guys again? They're like, they're like the whitest of white bread when it comes to metal. See, when you said I had a corn infatuation in high school, for some reason the image in my head was you sitting at a desk eating a corn cob in school. Uh, um, no, luckily in high school I went to California. I had already moved to California, so I was no longer a hick. Oh, But I, w- right. I was from the land of corn. Good to know. Uh, I have a pretty good example i guess um kind of going back to that punk uh thing that you're talking about kyle it does seem like a lot of punk bands kind of like to experiment um i think one of the best examples i can think of is the album uh sandinistas by the clash i don't know i was if actually thinking of that as that. well 
Yeah. That's a really good example. It's a very, like, I mean, The Clash is like a quintessential punk band, and this album is like, almost kind of like, I don't know how you would describe it, like almost like reggae influence, like reggae It's like, it's like, it's like Latin and reggae, and it's... The thing with that album is that they basically tried to do every genre possible. Yeah. (laughs) Because they tried um, dub and reggae and uh, gospel. Yeah. And everything, they just tried everything, and some of the songs, (laughs) I would say, are better than others, but... Um, yeah, I think dub was uh, dub and reggae that that kind of thing. That's something that they like to do. Uh, yeah, and I think um, in some ways this... it actually worked out really well. But yeah, I, I actually really like that album yeah. a lot. But mm-hmm. um, along the same sort of veins, the band uh, Rancid also released an album called uh, Life Won't Wait, which is also sort of that they kind of like do this weird like experimental stuff. Like it's almost not a punk album to a certain extent, mm. but very punk influence. It's, it's sort of interesting. Cool. And then uh, the other big example I can think of is, uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the band Gorilla Biscuits, but um, the lead singer for that <laughs> band, that's like a very like kind of hardcore punk band. The lead singer for that band has another band called Head Automatica, which is oh, like yeah. just these like really kind of groovy like dance tunes. Hmm. And if you if you put them like side by side, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's the same singer. But how he has these two different sounds is really bizarre. That's cool. Moo, do you have any examples? So, uh, Taylor Swift. Yes, this is Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I knew you, were uh, you knew that. it would be brought up too. You knew you were asking you for it when you asked me that. Well, but okay. well, the thing is, her her first album, whatever it happens to be called, um, started off like super country. Because yeah. I mean, it, like most people know, like she she's known as being a country singer. But the, I would say as she's gone on, it's it's totally gotten like super poppy. So mm. she went the route of Miley Cyrus without all the wrecking balls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so you would say that like popularity kind of causes an artist to shift in there. It causes I think it can. Sound yeah, definitely. Eventually. Well, I, I mean, I think that every artist kind of has a natural progression. Like, yeah. Well, not a natural progression, but you know, their sound does sort of change over time. I think that's sort of something yeah. that just sort of happens as you continue to make music. Yeah. I think his point was that changed genre. Like it went from country to pop. Because I have friends that really like country and they hate her now. Oh. Yeah, I would say her first album was very, very country, um, and then the second album is, like, I mean, yeah, maybe there, there's definitely, I think she always has some country roots going on, but I would say the second album was, like, almost pretty much a genre, genre shift, musically, <laughs> So, so by her second album, I, I mean I haven't actually. By her second album, I would I would just categorize that as pop. Her first album, mm. I would definitely say it's country, mm. which is why I don't I don't I didn't quite like it as much. Oh, so you actually like her later stuff better than? I I actually do. Yeah. Um. Okay. I mean, I didn't start listening to her with the uh, the country stuff anyway. Um. Okay. But I I did listen to a little bit of it because someone said, "Hey, did you know?" This was that. That's her second album. I'm like, what? You're blowing my freaking <laughs> mind. Other stuff must be amazing. And I'm like, uh, well, wait a second. It's I'd, I guess, kind of, <laughs> sorta. But yeah. So I would say it's a genre. God, I cannot say that word. Genre shift. Um, I guess um another band I would bring up is um, Panic at the Disco. Yes. They're, yeah. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Their their, their first new album, album was, was awesome. I don't know. What would you call the first album? I'm not even sure like, what that would fit under. Like dance, punk, pop. I don't even know. What, what, whatever their first album was, their second album was very Beatlesy. I'm not really sure how else to describe well, it, but it, it was. I think they lost a member or something. 
or two members? I think they did too. I think they did too. I think you're right. Yeah, and so they just changed... I mean, the thing is, is you could still tell, like, okay, I guess this is the same band, but at the same time, it it definitely wasn't the same genre anymore. Mm. Especially watching them live. Um, I watched them live once, and it was completely weird. When um, they were playing the two songs, they actually made their older stuff more Beatlesy to like uh, kind of fit in, and it wasn't bad. It was it was still pretty awesome, but it was definitely I would say yeah, probably more of a genre shift. Um, another I guess to go along with Moo, another band that kind of did that exact same shift that I totally just thought of as well is um, Arctic Monkeys. They went from very... Because remember they had that song, I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor? Crazy yeah. popular, very, like, dance punkish. I don't even know how to describe it. But then their latest album that they just came out with, AM, is, like, almost rockabilly. It's kind of okay. weird. But I like it. Interesting. And I... I feel like a lot of their albums, though, are different. Yeah, they're they're one of the more experimental, like, hey, let's do something different every time. Which is Yeah, they're kind of different. Which is awesome. I like bands that do that and don't fall into a normalcy there. Oh wait! But, uh, yeah, I got what? one. Did I don't know if anybody mentioned yet. Did we mention Snoop Dogg? No. Who <laughs> 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 went from uh, rap yeah, to what, what was the other genre? Ray, well, he did. He just did reggae. reggae? And he became Snoop Lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then he switched back like oh, pretty soon after um, <laughs> because he realized as though everyone was like, "This is really weird, dude." Um, How was his reggae? I, I have curious. no idea. I can't honestly say I've heard it. But the rev- I read a bunch of reviews because I was very curious. And people said it wasn't bad. It was just weird that it was Snoop Dogg. So, yeah, people just weren't... Cause I guess people were reacting differently because yeah. it was him and it was different. Yeah. That's so, But yeah, complete genre shift there. Huh. So then he, you're still, saying he went back to... Yeah, he, he kind of went up. back. Um, I mean, smoke weed every day with both, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's weird to me because it seems like when artists do kind of have these genre cha- changes, like uh, it seems to me like people either like either really like it or really dislike it. Like there's never really a middle ground. There's never just like a meh. Yeah, there's never like a oh yeah, that's okay. It's always like this is terrible. This band is bad now, or it's like oh now Taylor Swift is popular. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey man. <laughs> I'm not saying anything hey, about man. Taylor Swift. <laughs> I didn't say anything about her. I don't. Are you a big Taylor Swift fan or something? No. Moo is. I, I used to. I, I will say. I will say. Last time I was on, I was more of one. Now I. I'm not listening to her what, as what much. What Did Did you guys break up? Did she write a book? Uh, remember when? Um, remember ever getting back together? So. <laughs> so what happened did, did is she, remember last did, did time? Did she write a Dear I was, John? I was talking about the guy who like went to her island and oh, yeah. um, went to jail. Yeah, right. so she she got a restraining order on me, and it made everything a little bit awkward. Not gonna lie. Oh, okay, so oh. that's right because you were supposedly the guy who swam to her. Yeah. Island. Okay. She yeah. has her own island. Yes. No, she I think she was. I like think it was lake. over on um. I don't remember where it was. It was somewhere on the east coast, and it was there. There's like some hotel on the the island, and so the guy decided he would swim over <laughs> to it, and kind of got arrested for creeping on it. <laughs> Kinda. How do you kind of get arrested? Uh, you you know, you just kind of go to jail and kind of get arrested kinda, and kind of get a restraining order against you. Kinda you know. Drop the soap. <laughs> God. <laughs> Terrible. Well, okay, so you know, um, 
this is this might be a more of an obvious one to go to, but one from this year that I think a good example of a genre shift a little bit was uh, Daft Punk with their new album. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, a lot yeah, of their that's true. That's true. influence was from disco and stuff like that. Although I think over time they've become more electronic than disco, but then in this one they kind of went back to that. And I think it confused a lot of people at first when when they did that because it completely was not what they were expecting. Uh, but in the end, I think it was positively received. Am I the only one who dislikes the song "Get Lucky"? No, I no. don't like it. I like, I don't like. I I should say I. It is definitely not my favorite song on the album by far. Hmm. But it's not like, oh my god, I have to change this. It's on. Right. I would it argue just, you guys it just, are it's wrong, like the, but I feel like I'll be outnumbered here. Do you like it? I dig it. Daft Punk is great because they're electronic, but they have their own style and signature. But with the song Get Lucky, at, at that, mm. uh, at least that one song, they seem like a new LMFAO. <laughs> oh, good news, everybody. Okay. LMFAO broke up. Yeah. Yes. What have they done recently? I think Barry Gordy locked his son in a cellar for the next, like, 30 years. <laughs> Rapunzel oh, style. Yeah. <laughs> because he tried to make music, and he's, his yeah. dad's like, no, that is not, how, that is not music. Yeah. Once I found out that was Barry Gordy's kid, that just destroyed me. <laughs> I was like, Barry Gordy, you're was he the a lead terrible singer? father. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was the guy with the fro. Oh, okay. That's like, I don't even know. Oh, and cool. I guess I guess in like an interview when he was like right after the band broke up, they asked him like, what are you going to do? He's like, well, I think I might become a professional tennis player. Okay. And I'm like, what? You can't just do that. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something you just but do. But imagine honestly. if he did. He, Imagine if he's he did, if he's actually he really good at tennis, but no one knows. That's <laughs> hilarious. I doubt he could be that good with that hair. There have been pros with afros. I think Andre Agassi, before he went bald, I think he had crazy long hair. I think he had I a mullet. Not, yeah, he, I thought he had like the Fabio hair. <laughs> Fabio. <laughs> it wasn't that long. Uh, it was a kind of Fabio hair. It was kind of Fabio. Nothing says world-class athlete like a mullet. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm jumping on that because when you have a mullet, that's basically you saying that I'm so amazing and athletic that I can still get a girl with this hair. It's like a challenge to the world. People see a guy with a mullet and think, wow, that guy is a badass. Pretty much. That's not usually what I think. It, hey, it, it's bu- business in the front, party in the back, you know. <laughs> but it's like those guys who wear the shirts that say, I'm powered by puppy kisses or something really lame, and you're like, wow, that guy's got to be so tough to make up for that douchebag shirt. <laughs> uh, so generally, we've been talking about uh, examples. Well, I mean, I guess it's been a mix, but I think more so we've been talking about examples how an artist uh, does a genre shift and we don't like it. And Matt, I think you were saying before about how um, a lot of the time people either feel really strongly that they like it or they don't. I mean, yeah. can you can you think of any examples of where you were like, wow, this is the best thing ever when, when someone did a shift like that? For me, uh, I'm a big fan of the band uh, Incubus and their uh, their latest album. A lot of people seem to think that it was like a huge departure from their general sound. I didn't feel that way, but I guess if that's how people felt, like I thought that that was a pretty, like I, I really liked their latest album. I thought it was really good. Mm. So that that was one example where I thought that sort of that genre shift was was pretty cool, even though it wasn't. Did because it was just sort of like a different sound. Because you you said you felt a little bit differently from everyone else. Did was it generally a positive review from uh, people, or did people not? It, 
care for it. From from what I understood, it got really mixed reviews. Mm. Oh, I have a good example of one where I used to hate them, and then their new this new song dropped, and I was like, "This is the same band." Is uh, Fallout Boy? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, because they have because they have that. Oh, what is the name of that new song? The song I know what you Boy. did in the dark. Yeah, thank thank you, Gary. The I know what you did in the dark. That just blew my mind. And I was like, oh my god, what is this album? And I looked at the rest of the album. The rest of the album is pretty darn good. Mm. And then this is the same band that did, what was that terrible song in like 2005? Uh, they terrible songs. <laughs> the more, the... Well, they were part of like the whole emo movement, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Them, I them and My Chemical, Chemical Romance. Romance and... It was both of them together. Yeah. Was like everyone loved them in like 2005. I think my sophomore, what is it, homecoming dance. That's all they played. <laughs> I kind of admit the more the more I am on this podcast, the more I realize my tastes are like a 14 year old girl. <laughs> Pretty much. Which I'm I okay this with. Out to you on several occasions. What What are your feelings on Justin Bieber? <laughs> uh really he's retiring. He's retiring. Oh really? yeah, I heard that too. Is that true, though? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I gonna think, go cry, though, if that's the case. I, I think we laugh. want it. We want it to be true so bad that even if it's not, it will like be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Hopefully. Maybe he'll kind of retire. Yes. Kind of. I, I he'll just so jump into hard. rap with Snoop Dogg. That's what's gonna happen. Uh, okay. Justin Lyon. So is he still Snoop Lyon, even though? No, no he, he, he went back. back. He changed he... his name again, though. I don't know what yeah, he it is. He changed it to something else. Yeah. Isn't he like Snoop, Snoop Zillionaire or something? Snoop Zillion? Yeah, something like what? that. <laughs> retarded. Because he can. Because he smokes 80 blunts a day. That's a good point. He heard that Kanye West called his oh. son Northwest and thought, I gotta have a dumber nickname. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of name oh. changes, what happened to uh, Sasha Fierce? That was like Beyonce's name, right? What was that? Like, I don't even know. She changed her name to... Sasha yeah, Fierce. but I think he, like she changed it back. Does anyone else know? Okay, I don't know about that. That's weird. No, I'm I'm googling and I see nothing. Oh, okay. Maybe I dreamt it up then. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream. Okay, I have an example. I guess it's not really considered okay. like a genre shift, but okay, I'm a pretty big Bob Dylan fan. I'm not sure how that's going to be received here. Bob Ooh. Dylan is terrible. It'll still be better received <laughs> than me. Hey, Bob Bob Dylan always gets like an internet high five. That's true. Okay. But his albums, some of them, I wouldn't say they were going through genre shifts, but he did, like, a lot of experimenting. I mean, it makes sense. How many decades did he even make music? A lot. Mm-hmm. 40. Anyway, so I guess a positive thing I would say about experimentation is that, like, it's almost like acts as, like, a gateway album. Hmm. That's a really good point. I keep wanting to say gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's some albums that he made that, like, almost had, like, a soul sound to them, for example. And, mm. like, I would have never listened to that before. But like it's Dylan, and I'm gonna listen to it. And he he almost like you can me see up yourself listening to that more possibly now that someone you like has su- su- kind of showed you the way. I'm surprised Peter didn't soften you up to that. I think I thought that's all he listened to. I think he like hardened that for me. I even <laughs> Peter, no one wants to be like me. <laughs> can we talk about how Bill Cosby transitioned from the genre of comedy to jazz? I don't think he ever transitioned with anything. I think Bill Cosby is the one constant in our changing universe. <laughs> um, but Cassie, you had a good point about the the whole Bob Dylan thing. Because I mean, I think especially when you're making music for that long. And Kyle, someone we've talked about uh, who's made music for like I guess over 50 years now is um, Bobby Womack, who's kind of yes. done a similar thing where he will keep re- reinventing himself every 10 years or so. 
I think people generally positively uh, respond to that, especially when someone is going there for that long. Because I think if you go for, you know, decades making the same stuff, people are just going to get sick of it. Yeah. I think you almost have to experiment. Oh, perfect. Perfect <laughs> example is uh, of a band that basically just morphed with whatever was popular in that decade is the Rolling Stones. <laughs> they did everything from disco to country to terrible dance music. <laughs> I think Mick Jagger even did like a duet with uh, David Bowie, which was pretty much the most awful song in the world. <laughs> So, and that's probably why they're sort of still around, is they just con- consistently morphed with the times. Yeah. I think you, yeah, to, to stay around for that long, I think you have to keep changing your sound uh, to match what's popular, mm-hmm. in a way. Even, you know, even when you're that popular, like the Rolling Stones. I mean, I'm sure it's even harder when you're not quite as popular. Um, I guess uh, this would be a more Peter and I-centric example, but okay. whatever. Um, a good example of a band that pretty much totally kind of evolved genres is uh, the temptations mm. they went from doo-wop to funk yeah that's a good point and that was received pretty well and even mostly because funk started to become, to become popular at that point and even in the yeah. mid 70s they started to go a little bit like the psychedelic soul funk rock type yeah bit. like that psychedelic rock Near the mixed end. with soul yeah psych soul that's kind of interesting so that's cool yeah i don't know if anyone else here is a fan of the temptations but i find them quite tempting Peter, will you be my girl? No. <laughs> I didn't want to have to sit here and think of a pun to respond to that. <laughs> so, I mean, as I guess overall, would you guys say that... Because, I mean, I, I guess when we started this, we were saying oh, genre expectations, but I think in the end it's more based on the artists themselves because the artists and their sound kind of define the genres almost, but they also define themselves and their own sounds because i mean like a lot of times an art one single artist will be categorized in several different genres uh depending on it so it's not it's kind of i guess that you could say this this topic is more artist based rather than the genre based per se uh something kyle was saying at the beginning here uh, when he was first describing what we're going to be talking about was the the topic of subgenres with not only when the crowds cross over with each other but then when they kind of do that more permanently well they'll mix one sound with another and it kind of turns into its own thing and it kind of goes in its own direction. So I, I don't know if you guys can think of any examples where uh, an artist experimented and then en- ended up going further in that direction for the rest of their career or, you know, currently uh, into its own kind of j- subgenre. Would folk music be a subgenre of country or vice versa? That's a good question. I think, ooh, that's a very good question. I think they're two separate think- things. I think That's they're kind of, yeah. I think they're just two separate. Because mm. I always try to classify it, Johnny Cash as folk because I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> think of him as country. <laughs> right. Right. It's weird because, like, I, I dig folk music, but I'm not a big fan of country. So sometimes, like, if I listen to a folk band, they'll have, like, a song or two where I'm like, uh, I don't really like this one. Mm. So it's kind of interesting because they're definitely distinct, but they're also very similar. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but they're pretty close to each other. I, I would put Johnny Cash, like, right in between those two. Yeah. yeah, he is the bridge that bridges the folk and the country. Uh, <laughs> it seems like folk is kind of making a comeback, especially in like the indie music circuit. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, yeah. like uh, what's that guy? Uh, Edward Sharp, the Magnetic, Magnetic Zeros. Yeah. Uh, what's that other band that's really popular that won a Grammy for? Oh, Mumford and Sons. Yeah, Mumford and Sons. Yeah, them. What's that one that's like a French name that Gary yelled at me because I pronounced it wrong? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, Bon Bon Iver or something. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. 
I know what you're talking bon about. Iver. Yeah, Bon I Iver. Yeah, Bon Iver. I was just like, I was like, Bon Iver. Dirk, dirk. Get the corn out of your mouth, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it never comes out. Um, but yeah, I think some some genres because you were saying like, oh, are you know, is folk part of country or is it its own thing? I think the the more time there is between, especially if something does come from something else, and the more time that spans between them, the more they be separated they become. They kind of become their own genre rather than a subgenre. Mm. Um, and genre, I think genres that overall have the most sub, especially right now, electronic music, how it's kind of exploded in the last oh, 10, 20 yeah, years. Right? Um, I think that's created so many different subgenres. I mean, these, there's dozens. There's like there's like subgenres that are just one band and they call themselves yeah, sub, exactly. subgenre. Bands do that sometimes. Too. You could just stick electro in front of everything, like electro pop, electro. Yeah. Punk. Yeah, if if anything if anything has like a drum uh what is it like a drum machine behind it or yeah. some like funny sounds <laughs> boom. What electro. about electro folk? Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. Ele- I like that. I think that I think we need to make that a new genre. Well, Kyle, you introduced me to what was it, electro electro oh, blues. blues. Yeah, that actually sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's basically just take like blues riffs and stuff and like remix them into an electronic yeah. song, and it sounds super. It's not, it's like a C two C. If anybody knows that. No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> they did that song Delta. I, mean, I guarantee you guys have heard it if okay. you play it. I'm bad at songs by name. Better. Yeah, by sorry. Hearing. C2C, uh, they're French. They're like the new big electronic band right now. Okay. Okay, I want to ask what genre or like subgenre would you consider the band Owl City to be? I, I hate that band. Oh god, I hate Owl City so hard. <laughs> the, this, the singer's voice makes me want to shove, like, I don't know, a cucumber full of nails down his throat. There's nothing wrong with L City. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you consider them? Like, how would you define them? Death metal. I'd, I, uh, I would say like, like some kind of electronic pop. Because I mean, the like, yeah. I mean, it has lyrics, but it, it's not. It's I mean, it's completely electronic music. But it definitely isn't what I would consider traditional electronic music. So I, I would say it's like this really weird borderline between pop music and electronic music. So, mm. poptronic, pop, sure, like Electro-pop. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I haven't really heard other bands or groups or individual people like them. You know who kind of sounds like them is that that band that somehow made uh, came together after Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, Angels and Airwaves. Mm. If anyone's ever heard of them, I've oh, heard yeah, of them, I but I don't. Sort kind of. I guess I would sort of in the same group as El City. Yeah, but, but they have that same sort of either. They have that same ethereal, like weird pop electro sound. I guess I don't like. But it's and neither do I. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I associate the two. And look, Owl City even has a song apparently on their last album that has Mark Hoppus from Blink One Eighty Two. Well, there so you go. Bam, I was right. So. <laughs> that's true. I like when I'm right. Yeah, we do too, Kyle. Um, <laughs> because when because when I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you guys were talking um, a little bit about punk earlier near the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that, like punk and rock, and even like metal. I think those those are all kind of different things, but in a small way, they kind of stem from similar. They all have a guitar. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and well, even like punk within itself, I think, kind of has a lot of uh, subgenres in it as well. Oh, if, oh, totally. And metal like, as well. I have this coworker at work. He's like this indie punk guy. <laughs> You have no idea how many subgenres of punk there are, apparently. Mm. There's a subgenre of punk called Straight Edge, where they literally do the opposite of what you think punks would do. 
they don't smoke, they don't drink, they they don't do anything, no drugs, of course. They're basically like all the, all the I guess, stipulations of being a devout Christian without believing in God. <laughs> and and I think they get they're allowed to get tattoos or something. So is their music terrible since they're not on drugs? I don't. I don't know. I never. He never said, "Hey, this is straight edge." He just said, "Oh, oh I'm straight edge," and that's a subgenre of punk. I'm like, what? Oh, okay, interesting. Hmm. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of groups that that like there's... Christian groups. So I mean, that kind of makes sense, like Christian. But there's metal, there's Christian even rap. There's but that's the thing. It's Christian, not. Whatever. It's not necessarily Christian. It's just straight edge. Straight edge. In fact, sometimes, oftentimes, straight edge are. I heard that apparently Straight Edge started in Detroit and was sort of against the gang culture and stuff, so it just happened to form around punk music, but it was kind of like mm. music and a movement combined into one. Uh, interesting. The more you know. Well, spe- speaking on punk and subgenres and things, when you were asking about, it doesn't really answer your question, but when you were asking about bands that kind of go in a certain direction and stick with that direction, yeah. for some reason the thing that popped into my head was Ska. Mm. Because ska is a really weird subgenre. That's it. That's one of those subgenres where I'm like, you mean there's more than one band that plays this kind of music? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only ska band I know is Goldfinger, so I can't even tell you. Real big fish. Uh, yeah, Mad Caddy is the only ska band that I really know. <laughs> I only know Goldfinger from the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's that's co- that that. What is it? Tony Hawk's Pro Stator two and three like completely morphed my ch- my love of music <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> they should they should just, they should reissue that album somehow <laughs> on vinyl. Yeah, sure. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other artists that changed and then stuck with it because I mean, I don't I mean I guess you could say Taylor Swift was one of those examples. L- Lionel Lionel Richie kind of did. Yeah, actually, that's I mean, not like, that's not a that's, bad example. That's more. He went. I mean, he was obviously from the Commodores, way more funky. Yeah, they did start things. with funk, still... and then they kind of went into more like, like adult contemporary R and B or something. Yeah. Later on, it's a good point. Part of that. Part of that's um, probably with the times too. That's what's something we were talking about. Yeah, true. I'm trying to think of any rappers. I mean, Eminem did like all these terrible, terrible things, but you might have to fight. Does anybody like Eminem's new album? I haven't heard all of it, but um, the songs I have heard, I only... I dug it. Yeah. The only song that I'm kind of digging, just because it's more of a holy crap, he's really good at what he does, than like, than actually it, it means anything, is uh, that song "Rap God." Oh, is that the one you showed yeah, me a while really ago? Good. I don't know. I've been an Eminem fanboy since I was like in, I think fourth grade. So nothing he does can be bad at this point. Mm. So I'm pretty biased. So when I say yes, it's a good album. I I might just be biased like Taylor. Was Swift, it different so. at all? Was it different at all? Uh, Genre wise, or was it pretty much the same as his? I, I thought it was pretty much the same. Really? No, I think this one's kind of different. He kind of went more the Beastie Boys like rap rock route. Yeah, I agree. especially. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I always feel like with his albums, he just does whatever the hell he wants to, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, there's always something true. different on on each album. But I I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a, like a genre change. It's just Eminem no, screwing no. around because he can do it and get away with it. Mm. So yeah. Uh, in in response to something you said a minute ago, Mo, you said you were really biased because you've listened to him for so long that even when like, he did do something that sounded a little bit different, you just automatically accepted it. Uh, do you think generally we're more ex- more or less accepting to artists making experimenting when we've known them for longer? 
Um, I would say, yeah. I mean, they, they definitely have to do a good job. If they do whatever shift poorly, I don't think it matters. <laughs> right. If NM decided to do rock polka. or... Yeah, polka, sure. But he <laughs> sucked at it. I don't... It wouldn't matter. It'd just be kind of like, okay, dude, that, that sucked. What the hell were you thinking? Right. But if he um, pulled it off really well, would you... You know, yeah, I mean, automatically, I'd be like, dude, it's it's good music. I don't I don't really care what genre, and that's fantastic that you're the one doing yeah. it. So in a way, when we when we listen to an artist, we listen to them more because we like them more than the genre that they're part of. Uh, that's uh, that's what I think. Because yeah. I mean, I I mean, even though I I talk about Taylor Swift, I talk about I don't know who else did I whatever my fourteen year old taste. But moved. I mean, even then, there I do have I do listen to kind of something. In everything, right. or I'm willing to listen to whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not very picky yeah. about music. I think, which is why I do like Taylor Swift. I'm not really picky. <laughs> like it's, I dig it. Right. I don't dig everybody in pop, but I dig her. So, right. yeah, I don't know. I feel like if if do the you... artist is good at what whatever genre it is, I think even if they do make a shift, as long as it's not awful, it's yeah. probably acceptable. Moo. No. Yeah. Do you, do you like Lana Del Rey? I don't know who that is. Oh. I know the name. I don't know who that is. She does pop stuff, and she's popular, so that's why I asked. Oh, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. She did that song, Video Games. That's the only one I can think of right now, because that's the only one I ever listened to. But apparently... Sometimes Sadness? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know who that is. Yeah, no, I dig her. She's the, cool. This I is funny, and this is... really listen this to is, her, but yeah. This is, this is an odd example of a genre change. Apparently, Lana Del Rey, which is, that is not her actual name. It's like Lana... I don't know. Tchaikovsky. And she came out years ago under her real name to do some totally different genre shift that wasn't anything like how she sounds now. She sucked so hard... And failed so miserably that because I think her dad was like super rich or whatever, they ba- her dad put out a bunch of money to basically have all, I guess, evidence of her past musical career completely erased from the internet and existence so that she could reinvent herself and come out as Lana Del Rey. <laughs> so that she is went, interesting. She was previously a different sort of genre, more poppy, I assume. Have you heard and any of that old stuff? Like, is there a way to? No, but I want I want to. Okay, her old name, I guess, is uh, Elizabeth Woodridge, Woodridge Grant. Not even close to Aunt Lana Del Rey. Um, she did stuff and things. She had a song called Rock Me Stable. Do you think the music video, she know. was in, like, a horse stable? And she was saying, Rock My Stable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and she was... And it was about... It was about her falling madly in love with a horse inseminator. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's when they decided to erase all evidence of everything. So yeah, that's, I guess if you maybe look up her old name, it looks like she went under the title Lizzie Grant, then uh, that might turn up some fun stuff. Interesting. I finally thought of an answer to your question, Peter. Yeah. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Because they had a very, they had like a much more aggressive sound on their earlier albums, and then they released that song uh, "Under the Bridge," and it became a huge hit. And they kind of completely shifted their sound more towards that sort of mellow rock sound. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that was as as a, re- as a result of becoming more popular from that from that sound of that uh, song? I think so. I mean, I can't, I I don't know the inner workings of the band, but right. Oh, 
I have an example. No one else is going to probably understand this except Dan, but he's not here. Okay. Uh, the This famous electronic guy, I don't know if any of you have heard of him, Aman Tabin. Oh, yeah, I've heard of him. His new album, I Sam, is basically like completely hated by anyone that liked him before huh. because it's so different from anything he did. What does it sound like now? Cats in a bag. Okay. But it's just, it's so, it's so experimental almost to a fault where you're just like, what am mm. I listening to right now? Which is sad because he's like the king of experimental mm. when it comes to electronic music. He did an album in 2007 called Foley Room where he literally made all of his songs with objects in a Foley room. That's cool. But then this last album, I Sam, is just like completely universally panned by his like old fans. So is it actually music bad. or is it just like him making weird ethereal it's, sounds? He makes ethereal sounds, but he puts it behind like a beat, so there's like a there's a point to it, I okay. guess. It sounds like music, but then this last one is just like it's more ethereal than before, which isn't necessarily a good thing. And some of it is just like it sounds like if you took a bunch of bees and put them in like a muffler of like a nineteen seventy Pinto and then and then <laughs> caused the car to explode, that's what it sounds like. You make it sound awesome. <laughs> Anything with bees is awesome to you, Gary. For some reason. <laughs> because millions of bees. So yeah, that's my Millions of Bees it. makes anything terrible. What are you talking about? Not if not if Oprah does it. <laughs> okay. No okay, remember that gif on I think it was Reddit of like Oprah and it's the scene from her where like you get a car, you get a car but when she does that it's like this CGI overlay of like a swarm of bees flying out from her and everyone in the crowd is like freaking out. I don't remember that at all. There's just, I have to find this now. Okay. Well you can find it later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Found it. You guys talked about this a little bit, but what do you guys think about genres that sort of stem not from like a sound but an idea? Like when you were talking about like the straight edge punk stuff like or like a weird genre to me is always indie because hmm. like originally the label indie meant like you don't have a major label right yeah and now it's like a specific sound that's an interesting point when you say indie, yeah. you can kind of get an idea of what what the sound is that's kind of interesting yeah i mean indie seems like an umbrella term for anything that's like it's like the new term for like alternative rock or something yeah yeah know? Like, oh, it's not, you know, Foo Fighters, and boom, it's indie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you got stuff like, like we discussed before, like uh, Edward Sharp and the Manic Zeros, boom, indie. Yeah. Bon, I bon Iver, indie. Alt-J, indie. But they're all completely different sounding, but they're all indie. Yeah. You know, it's funny, because so. you could almost, any well-known artist at this point in music, you could almost categorize them either as pop or indie. Pretty much. <laughs> um I have a good question that I, could just, I just thought of. Yeah. What's a genre that you stumbled upon that you're just like, why the hell is this a thing? Hmm. Dapper rap. Dapper rap? Yes. Look up dapper rap. It's basically an entire subgenre of rap that's people rapping as if they were like 18th century <laughs> That sounds oh amazing. It, it's kind of, it's kind of terrific, awesome. yeah. That sounds like it would be funny for about two minutes and then I would get really sick of it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I could listen to like more than one song, yeah. but it's for that one track, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> one st genre that I stumbled upon, it's it's called spoken word rock, okay. where oh. it's rock music or indie, more indie sounding, whatever. But instead of singing over it, they just talk. So it's like spoken poetry. Yeah. Look up the band Listener, 
especially the album Wooden Heart, because it's bizarre. And I liked the song at first, but then I'm like, okay, I liked listening to this once, just like you like listening to a poem once. Is this the one you were showing me a couple weeks ago? I was like, oh, like, oh my god, Peter, this. And oh, I'm, yeah, is that what that was? And then I kind of fell out of love, like, pretty fast. Is, but but that, yeah. that's what it was? Yeah, it's spoken word oh, yeah. rock. Well, that was interesting. I couldn't listen to it all the time, but... Yeah, yeah it's, it it's more like a, if you just feel like listening to a poem, then listen to yeah. it. But it's not something you're going to listen to in your car. Yeah. It was, I, it was different. I think William Shatner has a spoken word album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it just came out this year or something. No, really? I'm pretty sure he's... Maybe he's put out wasn't, multiple ones. Wasn't that the one about maybe, him singing maybe, about a mountain? I think it was within 2013. Let's That's kind of scary. Tell us the answer is Wikipedia. Oh, why are there this many sections for the William Shatner Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is it called? Shatopedia? <laughs> That's disgusting. Oh, by the way, I looked it up, and Sasha Fierce is actually totally a thing. What um, is it? One of her albums was called I Am Sasha Fierce, apparently, and that was like her new getup. Um, and then there's a thing from MTV here that says she killed Sasha Fierce. So apparently she killed it. Good to know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, William Shatner released one this year called Ponder the Mystery. Ponder the Mystery. He had one in 2011 called Seeking Major Tom. <laughs> so he does like the spoken word type. Is there music on top of it or is it just him talking? Yeah, no, there's like there's a music guitarist. in the background, yeah. Yeah. Why would anyone listen to that? <laughs> Wait, for Shatner? Yeah. Are you saying you don't like William Shatner and his <laughs> glorious voice? I, I think he is glorious. I don't know if I could sit and listen to it, but <laughs> at my leisure. But um, I, I appreciate that he is doing something with his life. Okay. Do you really appreciate that? Follow really? up. Qu follow up question to Shatner: What celebrity has tried to do a music genre that you're just like, why are you Bill doing Cosby. this? Bill Cosby. <laughs> well, his was funny because it was uh, for listeners who don't know what we're talking about. In the '70s, Bill Cosby did. I don't know. Maybe. Two or three, three or yeah, three or four, ish, uh, music albums. But Dude. it was a mix of comedy, and some of it was kind of he was just shouting. He wasn't even singing. A lot of the time, he would just be shouting stuff. <laughs> for example, his rendition of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was pretty amazing. <laughs> he he went into it knowing that it was it was he considered it comedy music, and he knows it sounds really ridiculous. So I think that was kind of the point. I'm not quite sure how ridiculous he was intending because I think it's absolutely hilarious. Not probably beyond what he was inten intending. So I, I wouldn't even know what to call his style of music and that. But I don't know, Kyle. What would you say? I uh, besides for Bill Cosby or just what? No, like in Bill Cosby, what would you even consider that type of music? Comedic, I guess you could comedic just comedic jazz. Comedic jazz. <laughs> Spoken word jazz. Yeah. Rudy. I mean, could you consider comedy to even be a? Oh yeah, totally. Like uh, Weird Al Yankovic. That's it was true. All, it was all parodies of other genres, but it was funny as hell. Well, I mean, but he's funny. But there's also, I mean, a type of a style of music. To him, yeah. Along with that, right? I don't know, like cause cause temporary. <laughs> I suppose so. Cosmic jazz. Yeah. I guess this kind of comes back to what Matt was asking us before about the genres that kind of come from an idea. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess comedy was, would be an example of that. Yeah. Because the, the intention is to be funny. It's not to, it's not to create achieve a, a certain anything. style of music. 
Well, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Doesn't sound like it. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, so that, that, that kind of wraps up our discussion. We went in several different directions with this, and that was kind of the intention. And hopefully we uh, we helped you listeners think more uh, critically about music uh, genres and stuff like that. So if you want to tell us what you think about uh, when artists go in a different direction genre-wise and stuff like that, you can tell us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. And you can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes if you search for Funk Radio in the podcast section of iTunes. We were right there at the top. Yeah, uh, We do appreciate having you guys on our show today as well uh, to share your thoughts because I think that gets the most bang for your buck in terms of musical knowledge and taste and stuff. So thank, thank you all guys for, for coming on the show for today. Thank you Glad for to be having us. Yeah, thank hey. you. Yay. You're welcome. So that, that about wraps up our show for today. Thank you for listening to our 75th episode of Funk Radio. Coming up next time will be episode 76, and we have no idea what we're doing for that one yet. But We plan um, ahead. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> what what are we gonna do for our hundredth episode? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Maybe we'll start our own band. We are the world. <laughs> <laughs> we are the children. We'll figure it out. We're gonna um, make it'll... the world a brighter day. Do, 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 do. That's true. Okay. Well, I hope we will make the brighter make the world a brighter day, or whatever you just said. Because it's almost Christmas for those that celebrate such things. That's true. It will be a brighter day. Yes. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for joining us have a good holiday and have a good have a good holiday as well whatever holiday that might be gary celebrates the pagan festival of winter solstice i celebrate taylor swift day <laughs> is that every day for you uh no there's only one special day was it's every was, day yeah sorry was, yeah. She, was she born on christmas like the baby jesus she is baby jesus don't you speak bad about taylor swift <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like a full-size Taylor Swift like lying in the baby Jesus crib in a manger <laughs> because she's like six foot two or whatever. So she's six two. That's tall. She's really tall. She's like six foot at least. Wow. Yeah, she totally could have beat up Kanye. She just chose not to. Yeah, Kanye's like five two. He's like Kevin Hart. I'm just imagining her singing "We're Never Getting Back Together" to Judas. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> anyway. Okay, she's five ten. She's not six foot. Five ten. Well, that's pretty, close. That's pretty much six foot. It's only a couple inches away. Cut. Anyway, so <laughs> I guess we'll wrap it up here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, so this has been uh, your host Peter, and this has been your host, not Peter. Also, Name, Kyle. Forgot <laughs> things. Kyle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, we'll join us next time. For more of your favorite Funka hits, probably. I don't know. <laughs> probably not. Out. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. We love you. Bye, everybody. For more podcasts and the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment, visit 8thCircuit.com.